don't. And uh, we are lucky enough, uh, there's been analysis all around, but we're lucky enough to uh, have a direct line to my dad, Stephen Gray, the former country director for IFAS in Zimbabwe. IFAS is the International Foundation for Electoral Systems, uh, an NGO focusing on helping uh, countries that haven't had a lot of elections, uh, democracy assistance and proper elections. So... Uh, democracy in Zimbabwe, I don't know if it means what they think it means. Uh, describe what's happening there. Well, I, th- I think that your first statement, that democracy may not mean exactly the same thing uh, in Zimbabwe as it does here in, in New Zealand, I think is accurate. Uh, I, we tend to think of the Zimbabwe situation as an autocracy with a veneer of democracy. Um, But the situation now is that uh, we've had a a sort of faux democracy in Zimbabwe for about 37 years. There's been a ruling party in control for that long. The ruling party has been led by Robert Mugabe. And remember, Mugabe is 93 years old. So for the last two terms, he's been president for five, uh, for several five-year terms. But during the last two terms in particular, there's been a lot of focus on what will happen after Mugabe dies. I mean, the guy's 93 years old, uh, which is amazing. Uh, so... Uh, and this has spilled over into a secession battle within the party, and that's what we're seeing play out right now. So the the vice president Mananagua, the former vice president Mananagua, he was fired from his post about ten days ago, and it was about a week later uh, than that that the military issued their warning to Robert Mugabe to say. If you don't kind of do a correction on the direction you're going, we're going to have to take action. And that's uh, what they did. They took action. Now, so uh, the Emerson Mananagua, the vice president, um, Mugabe's been president uh, for the entire time that the country's existed, 37 years since independence. Um, He fought in the independence uh, against the UK. And... Emerson Mananagua, has he been the vice president that whole time as well? No, no, he's just been vice president since uh, 2014, but he's held a a variety of different roles. He's been certainly one of the main insiders of the government for 37 years. And then... Uh, At different times he's been minister. I mean, he was, when he was resigned, he was still minister of justice, but he's been head of the Secret Service, and Fair uh, to say a lot of different roles. Mugabe's right-hand man for a lot of the time of his <laughs> rule, compared to uh, Grace Mugabe, who is his wife, uh, but she hasn't been around there as long, and she's uh, sort of of a, a completely different generation to Mananagua and the generals who still run Zimbabwe after the independence war, and, and Mugabe himself at 93. Uh, that well, that that's true. Uh, Grace Mugabe started out as uh, Robert Mugabe's 
personal assistant. And within a few years, she then became his mistress while he was still married to his um, his long-standing wife. His wife, his first wife, died. Uh, and, you know, passed on due to natural causes. And uh, then within a year, uh, Grace uh, married Robert, and they've been a couple, uh, I think, for about 10 years now. Now, and, yeah. some people have sort of characterized this. I mean, there obviously it depends what side you're on, um, but uh, I guess... You know the the traditional power centers um, behind Mugabe, who are just sort of you know waiting for him to finally retire and expected themselves to essentially uh, be anointed. Uh, essentially, when when Grace came on the scene, um, that that shook things up a bit. We saw Mananagua um, dismissed, uh, and as you said, that's what sort of prompted this latest move. So I guess. Um, from a media narrative perspective, there was this idea that, you know, Mugabe gets a young wife who used to be his mistress, and she's sort of getting her fingers in all the pies and wants to make herself the successor. Uh, while as, on the other hand, I guess the narrative that uh, the the Grace camp would be running is, you know, this guy was um, Mugabe's right-hand man. He's still an old guy, 75 or something. Uh, the country needs to modernize. This represents sort of like a, a generational shift. A lot of the repression under Mugabe was meted out by Mananagua himself. Um, what do you What do you make of the interplay between those two narratives? <laughs> I, it's kind of amusing having watched it now. For uh, uh, you know, I was there for a year, very up close, and. Um, uh, watching out for a couple of years, uh, the you know both their violence runs through the party structure in general. So to say that one group is better than the other in terms of potential um, torture or violence or uh, uh, you know that kind of behavior towards others is kind of a laugh. Uh, both sides are equally capable of doing terrible things to each other. Uh, Grace's play and the people who accompanied her or or encouraged her was they just wanted to get their part of the spoils. And you can see the coup uh, definitely as a reaction of the old guard to fearing that their payday was coming to an end. And they want to extend it as much as possible. So Mananagua, you know, Mugabe's 93. Mananagua's 75. He's no spring chicken himself. But they, but he's been, uh, you know, kind of uh, in a secondary role, if you can call it that, for many, many years waiting for Mugabe to pass on. And Mugabe has not helped the situation at all because he's refused to kind of point to a clear path to a successor. Uh, remember, Mugabe is still the candidate for next year's election, <laughs> if there is an election, for his NOPF. Um, I mean, I think that's now not going to happen, but th that that uh, Mugabe will not be the candidate for his But up until yesterday, that was yeah. the plan. Yeah, yeah. and so 
the the old guard, both the old guard and the new guard, if you want to call Grace's G40 faction new guard, are frustrated with how how opaque the path is towards um, you know succession and uh, and kind of how it doesn't look like there's an advantage to either side or di- didn't look like there was an advantage to either side now um, that brings when, me to the next question I mean yeah. well two questions really I guess this this swift decisive move from the military do you think um, that's going to be the end of it uh, there's reports that Grace Mugabe has left the country uh, but as you said both sides could be equally prone to violence so far we haven't seen any um, do, do you think yeah, do you think that they've successfully pulled it off? And then um, following on from that, as you said, you know, neither side is necessarily sympathetic actors. Uh, and as far as, you know, actual democracy, the kind of democracy that you guys are trying to assist, um, you know, civil society groups, uh, your average citizen and, and real young people, I mean, what does this mean for them? Um, They really don't get anything out of it. Is there there more or less likely to be genuine elections? Is this vacuum a place where they can move in, or is this a vacuum a place of um, sort of scary, foreboding things to come? It's just too early to tell on either of the questions. First of all, Grace did not flee. She's still in the country. Uh, She's under kind of, both her and Robert Mugabe are confined to their house. Um, it was expected, I think the Army uh, Armed Forces had expected that uh, Robert would resign and then uh, Mugabe, first of all, that he would reappoint Mananagua as VP. Then he would resign, which would then make Mananagua the the um, you know, the executive, the, the president, for 90 days, and then they would kind of create a plan to have elections, maybe delayed, but still next year. I think that was the original plan. My guess is is that it's been a bit delayed. You know, we didn't hear anything today coming out of Zimbabwe in terms of any kind of concessions or that kind of activity, because I think Robert Mugabe may be refusing to play along. That then will force the army's hand to actually have a coup. That's why they were calling it not a coup. I mean, it was a coup. Anytime you have a a, a guy in camouflage on the TV reading a statement, you know a coup has taken place. Mm. But... but, as far as what happens in the in the you know post this uh, post the next couple of days, uh, there are some people who are very optimistic that there will be another government of national unity. Remember, after the two thousand eight violence, after the election that in the first round, uh, Changarai, the opposition leader, won, and then there was a lot of violence. About two hundred people got killed and many more injured. There was a, a government of national unity from 2009 to 2013. During that time, uh, both the opposition and the ruling party were in, in power together uh, of sorts. 
there there is some hope that maybe that kind of arrangement could be implemented again for a short period of time until their election. Uh, there has been some press to indicate that Mananagua would be a less less ruthless leader than Mugabe and a more democratic leader than Mugabe. This is hard to evaluate as to whether it's true or not. It might just have been optimistic spin. Right. So I think I think in the end the head of the, the secret so, service isn't necessarily great credentials for that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a, a long track record of a, being a democrat. But but the uh, the the issue about youth is a very important issue and I want to touch on that just briefly. The median age in Zimbabwe is 19. Okay, half the population's older than 19, half is younger than 19. Wow. In New Zealand, the median age is about 36 or 37. So just put that in perspective for a second. That means that of the 14 million people or so that make up the population of Zimbabwe, uh, you know, uh, about half could vote. But people under 30 in particular have traditionally not voted in the elections. And I think when you look at all people under 30 now, only about 10% of them have ever exercised their right to vote. Of course, the 18 to 22-year-olds were too young to vote uh, when uh, the last election was held. But the 22 to 28-year-olds, very few of them voted in the last election. This was really kind of a lot of the focus of our energies during, during, during the past year for our program, was to try and stimulate civil society to do a better job of uh, encouraging younger people to get in the game. Uh, maybe this will be the, the event that catalyzes that movement. It's a very strong and powerful, potentially powerful force. Uh, but the the jury's still out as to what will happen. I think I think what's interesting. I think we'll see in the next couple of days what's going to happen. We know there was a coup. We know the army's in control. We know their their in, inclination is to have Mananagua in at least temporarily and to have him actually be the candidate for Zanu PF for them. For the country, they would like to have elections. They like to have this veneer of democracy. Even though almost all past elections have been rigged in one way or another, or there's been a, a significant advantage for the ruling party that makes real democracy uh, difficult. But uh, they still want to hold to that, and, um, you know, that's, that, that helps them in their standing with the region. Well, it is certainly going to be interesting, and we're really uh, glad that, you know, we're able to get this sort of expert analysis from you, and um, luckily, coincidentally, it's not from over there right yeah. at the moment, yeah. but um, no, we're, we're going to watch this with interest, and we really appreciate you, uh, you know, breaking it down, because I think a lot of people, you know, don't really ever hear about Zimbabwe, except for maybe yesterday and today, um, and... You know, they might not hear about it again, depending on what happens there. But, um, yeah, those who are interested, now we know more. Thank you. Yeah, no worries.